the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Greet you on a Monday, start of a new week. Bruce Hooley Show, glad to be with you. I wish I had uh, happier news to share at the top of the show, but the pictures from Kiev in Ukraine are, um, well, the only thing that keeps us from being just um, utterly repulsed by them are that we've seen these kinds of things depicted in films and movies and uh, television shows for a long, long time. And so our sense of disgust is tempered by having seen it, but when you see it and it's make-believe, there's a vast difference between seeing it and knowing it, that these are real people who have been murdered by Russian troops and um, and worse. So we'll start with that. Uh, we have a mass shooting in Sacramento. We have uh, spicy goings-on in the Ohio State Senate race, all to get to today. We invite your participation as always. The phones are always open, 844-TALK-989. Open during the show, open after the show. You can leave us a message. If you don't want to talk live on air, we can uh, listen to your message afterward. And we listen to everyone. We thank you for your calls. You can email the show, bruce at 989theanswer.com, bruce at 989theanswer.com. The Hunter Biden laptop is in the news and the attack of Joe Biden's administration and a lot of people who have a lot of influence uh, on our culture, on our kids, continues. So we'll cover all of that today. But let's start in... Ukraine. Uh, Vladimir Zelensky last night uh, gave a taped statement on the Grammys. Uh, No, I didn't watch the Grammys. I think I would be intrigued to watch the Grammys after what happened at the Oscars with Will Smith and Chris Rock. And the Grammys were going to go, you know, one more off uh, the rails in uh, Crazyville. But uh, they did not. Zelensky spoke. And Zelensky is a great spokesman. Zelensky is a great leader. And he can inspire people with his words. And he has inspired people with his words and his pleas have inspired the American citizens. They just haven't really inspired the Biden administration, which it's becoming more and more clear the Biden administration does not want Ukraine to win. They want Ukraine to, like, play defense. They want Ukraine to, like, hold off Russia from getting too much ground. But it's very comfortable for the Biden administration to watch Russia take some of Ukraine because, after all, a defeated Russia is a mad Russia, and I guess Joe Biden fears what Vladimir uh, Putin might do if he's defeated. And also, you know, it would really put a crimp in our efforts to get Russia to help us cut a new deal with Iran so Iran could produce more oil, so gas prices could go down, so Joe Biden could get reelected, or so the damage in the midterm elections might not be as stark as it's going to be. All of these things are intertwined and connected and related, and it is uh, really revolting to think about the fact that when you look at pictures of women shot in the head, women beheaded, and there is a suburb of Kiev called Buka, okay? And Buka, I firmly believe the Russians 
thought would never, ever again be controlled by Ukraine. They could clean up the bodies, clean up the atrocities. Nobody would ever see it. Well, the Ukrainians have fought so successfully that they have retaken Kiev. So when they retake Kiev, they go into Buka, a suburb, much like, you know, Upper Arlington would be a suburb of Columbus, and they find 400-plus civilians killed by Russia. They find people with their hands tied behind their back who have been shot in the head. Now, do we have video of them tying their hands behind their back? No. But would it seem to make any sense to you that you would shoot someone in the head and then go in and just for good measure to show you how disgusted we are with the fact that you didn't just allow us to take your little portion of Kiev? We're going to tie your hands behind your back. Of course not. Their hands were tied behind their back. They were subdued. They were helpless before Russian troops summarily executed them. There were women, hands behind their back, shot in the head, who was clear had been raped. Their children are lying close by, dead. The presumption, the strong presumption, is these women have been raped in front of their kids and then executed. I apologize for the graphic nature. It is the reality of this war. And so today, uh, Linda Thomas-Greenfield, the U.S. ambassador to the U.N., <laughs> this, is, this is classic. This is classic, okay? These pictures are just beyond disgusting, beyond infuriating. She has asked that Russia be suspended from the Human Rights Council because of its actions in Ukraine. Not taken off the Human Rights Council. Not banned, suspended. Suspended. Like what? You tied women's hands behind their back. You raped them in front of their kids. You shot them in the head. You beheaded a grandmother. I'm sorry, you can't come to the Human Rights Council luncheon for, what, 10 days? Maybe two weeks. We're really upset about this, Russia. Tom Cotton was on the Hugh Hewitt Show this morning. You can hear Hugh 6 to 9 a.m. here on 989 The Answer. And I thought he made a pretty prescient point about Joe Biden's actions and what Joe Biden's actions say about what has been um, going on in Ukraine with Vladimir Putin, with the actions of America, with what those actions tell us, and uh, it's definitely worth the time to listen. It's appalling that not only is much of Europe still importing European oil and gas, but last I checked, America is still importing importing Russian oil as well because of the unnecessarily long wind-down period that Joe Biden provided. Uh, Fortunately, we are, you know, it's the first week of April. We're moving into the spring. That gives Russia slightly less leverage over Europe on uh, gas exports in particular. The Europeans uh, need to do a gut check and ask themselves how committed they are to winning this war. I I frankly am worried that not only the Europeans, but Joe Biden are more uh, concerned about ending the war than winning the war. They seem to have banished victory and win from their vocabulary. And um, I worry that in the weeks, perhaps months ahead, Joe Biden and European leaders will begin to put pressure 
on Zelensky to end this war on very unfavorable terms to Ukraine and to the United States and our Western partners. Not only diplomatic pressure, Hugh, but, but I mean threats to cut off the supply of weaponry. Um, that troubles me very much. And it is not acceptable that Russia would come out of this with anything that it wanted going in. It's already thrown the global economy into upheaval. It has played a role, but not the uh, transformation transformational role in the rise of gas prices in the United States. It has uh, turned world energy markets upside down, caused all kinds of havoc in Europe. But monetary sacrifices, monetary inconveniences are just that compared to the human suffering that no one in Ukraine did anything to deserve. This is a pure egomaniacal land grab by Vladimir Putin, resulting in the death of thousands, thousands of civilians. And these latest ones underscore how brutal Vladimir Putin is and how he's just devoid of any kind of, not not human compassion. I don't expect Vladimir Putin or, you know, his ilk to have compassion. Just decency. There's just no decency at all. Here's General Jack Keane on how that is the official standard, the official protocol of the Russian military. Well, certainly uh, a significant victory here for the Ukrainian military. I mean, dislodging the Russian military from their number one objective, which was indisputable, which was to take Kiev and topple the government. The Russians failed miserably at, at being able to do that. And of course... The massacre in Bucha and, and, and the other killings of innocent civilians, uh, let's, let's call it what it really is. This, this is a, a regime that's morally bankrupt, and so is their military. And their way of war is to kill people and to kill innocent people so they can intimidate and coerce that population. This is not a, a function of a lack of discipline on the part of these troops. This is direction and commitment by the Russian military and their leaders in terms of their doctrine. And boy, the pictures are really, really graphic. Uh, I've been moved before just by the sheer sight of body after body after body thrown into a bag and thrown into a shallow ditch because there's just no time for a, a burial that would be appropriate to commemorate the life of a person who's become a victim of this war. But to hear about the atrocities that these people suffer, to fathom the terror that they suffer when they're being restrained and lined up and shot, and to see their fellow citizens shot before they are, um, we're way past the point of wondering if Russia has committed war crimes here. It's very obvious they have. And, and that's why it underscores the importance of winning the war. Not just, you know... Engaging in a prevent defense. Oh, okay. You can have a couple hundred square miles of Ukraine. You go home, we go home, everybody call it all even. No, you can't call it even. You have to win the war so that the loser of the war can be prosecuted for the war crimes that have very obviously been committed. Now, uh, the left sometimes has a difficult time discerning between what is something that is truly a crime and what is just an offense of their sensibilities. Uh, it's always amusing when that happens within the Democratic Party, and it's even more amusing when it involves Democratic senatorial candidate Tim Ryan. 
We have an instance of just that occurring, and I'll share it with you next on The Bruce Hooley Show. The Senate race for Rob Portman's soon-to-be-vacant seat is hotly contested on the Republican side. You know that. You were at Genoa on October the 26th or listened to it here live on The Answer. That was back when Bernie Moreno was in the race. He is no longer in the race. He has dropped out because there were too many Trump candidates in the race, and they were afraid they would dilute the vote and hand it to the non-Trump candidate in the race, who is most assuredly Matt Dolan. Uh, who would be my least favorite option of those mainstream candidates who still remain those mainstream candidates, one of whom, Jane Timken, will be in studio with us tomorrow from 1130 to noon. Jane Timken, Josh Mandel, J.D. Vance, Matt Dolan, and Mike Gibbons. So Moreno's out. The Republican contest is up in the air. Gibbons has led some of the latest polls. Mandel was close. The other three lag a bit behind, but I think J.D. Vance will get a bump from the Gibbons-Mandel dust-up in Gehenna a few weeks back, where Democratic media is fond to say, they oh, they almost came to blows. They were nose-to-nose. Well, they were speaking angrily to each other. I don't know if that means they almost came to blows. They didn't come to blows, but anytime you can make Republicans look like they're unhinged, Democrats are all about it. Uh, the guy on... The uh, right uh, in that fight will be determined, but what uh, has not yet been determined is who will benefit the most from it, but it is indisputably now a, you say I'm soft on China, Josh Mandel, I'll prove you're soft on China, according to Mike Gibbons, and I have a campaign ad here that attempts to do just that, but first, a little detail on the other side of the race. Tim Ryan is the presumed favorite on the Democratic side. Of course, he is. He has a Democratic Party machine behind him. He can't run for Congress anymore because he's exhausted his term-limited time. So rather than go get a job in the private sector, and it wouldn't be a real job in a private sector, Tim Ryan's not going to go out and get a job in the steel mills of Youngstown. Oh, I'm sorry, those are out of business. He can't do that. Uh, He's not going to go get a job like doing anything where he'd get dirt under his fingernails or sweat or have to exert himself physically, or you could argue mentally, since all he ever does is run for office. But Tim Ryan is going to move on up to the Senate. He will unquestionably get the nod on the Democratic side. And so he's running ads now. He's in the primary. He's not going to demonize any of his uh, marginal primary opposition. He's going to get ahead of the game and go right to the general. And so Tim Ryan is now running an ad where, well, uh, this is a portion of the uh, Tim Ryan ad that is running on airwaves within your earshot right now. China's winning. Workers are losing. Workers are losing. It's us versus them. Capitalism Mm. versus communism. I'm not backing down. Are you? China's winning. We're losing. Capitalism versus communism. No, Tim Ryan has not switched parties. He is parroting a familiar line that he's like Mr. Candidate of the Working Man. Now, he's managed to carve out a long political career being Candidate of the Working Man without ever actually having done anything for the working man or woman. 
Or I would dare say transgender man or woman. Tim Ryan is a big waste of legislative office. But in his latest effort to portray himself as man of the people, well, he has offended the delicate sensibilities of people in his own party. Yes, yes. Representative Grace Meng of New York, who is um, a member of the uh, Asian American, I forget what the I stands for in AAIP. Uh, It's an Asian American business group. Says that Tim Ryan's ad fuels anti-Asian sentiment. And that it comes at a time when anti-Asian hate crimes and attacks are on the rise in major U.S. cities, most often in cities like New York, L.A., and San Francisco, most often accomplished by uh, inner-city criminals who have an inconvenient ratio of blacks among them, which Grace Meng, of course, does not mention. Uh, But the AAPI Victory Fund released a statement condemning Tim Ryan's ad, saying it was Sinophobic. That's a new phobic. I'm going to have to add add that to my list of phobics. Because it pits Asian Americans against other Americans. Here's the quote. Representative Tim Ryan's ad for his Ohio Senate campaign stirs up a racial pedagogy vis-a-vis China and makes Americans of East Asian descent vulnerable to attack. That may not be what Representative Ryan intended, but as he seeks higher office, his words have added meaning. No, really, they don't. They pretty much always had empty meaning. Uh, meaning. And Tim Ryan says he will not apologize for it because, of course, Tim Ryan is a political animal. And so Tim Ryan is going to do the political calculation. And he's going to say, ah, are there more Asian Americans in, in Ohio who are going to vote against me because of my ad? Or are there more rural people who I'm counting on to be really, really stupid and believe my lie that I'm the guy to have their backs in the Senate? And they might vote for me. I think it's the latter. So I'm going to pander to them. That is Tim Ryan's strategy. No doubt that is Tim Ryan's strategy. Now, as for the Mandel-Gibbons dust-up, I hold in my hand uh, one of these kind of cardboardish cutouts that you get mailed all the time during political campaigns. And this is from the Mike Gibbons campaign. So Mandel hits on Gibbons who is a, an investment banker. Mandel hits on Gibbons mm, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, for saying, you made money in China, you're soft on China. Gibbons is like, you don't know what you're talking about. You never worked in the private sector. Mandel twists it into, I served in the military. What do you mean I never worked in the private sector? <laughs> so now Mandel's running this hit piece ad where he gets a gold star mom who says she was offended by what Gibbons said. She gets the right to be offended by it. She's paid the ultimate sacrifice. But I do not believe that's what Gibbons said at all, and I believe Josh Mandel knows that's not what Gibbons said, and I think Mandel is taking uh, leeway. He's expanding what Gibbons said by taking uh, unlicensed leeway with it. Well, now Gibbons is hitting back. Here's the flyer in my hand picture of Josh Mandel, which they photoshopped in a red mask. Like, Josh Mandel's going to walk around with a mask with a Chinese emblem on it. Come on. Josh Mandel, weak on China. 
And the printing says, Josh Mandel opposed holding Chinese cheaters accountable for stealing American jobs. Oh, and Josh Mandel didn't just invest his own money to help China. He invested your money, too. Sources. Cleveland Plain Dealer, 82712. A 10-year-old story out of the Plain Dealer? A 10-year-old story? Look, I looked the story up. I'll read the story. I'll tell you if it's got any legs to it. But this is why political campaigns stink. You get hit unfairly. You hit back unfairly. I get it. You can't be someone who plays the game by fair rules because if you do, you get penalized for it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.